0: Welcome to the Beyond the Message podcast. It's great to have you here tuning in today. My name is Lockie. I'm the host of this experience. And really my job is to help us guide those 167 hours beyond Sunday or beyond the message so that everyone can grow their faith outside of the church experience. Today, we welcome back friend of the show, Jason Perkins, to help us with part two of the Note to Self series. He delivered a great message at Beyond at Home and we really unpack what it looks like to live a gentle life. We give a really exciting announcement at the end, so make sure you stay tuned for that. So it's great to have you here, Jason. Um, How have you been? I know it's been a few weeks since you've been on the podcast. What's been happening in your life? Mate, lots of
1: great things happening in my world. Um, on a personal level uh, my kids are doing fantastic great uh, we are a massive basketball family so i think since the last time we chatted uh, my youngest son miles his team went to the state championship they lost in the grand final but oh. they did come they did come in uh, silver they got a silver medal which is really cool yeah. and then of course My Los Angeles Lakers won the NBA title. I was gonna
0: say, you've gotta be a Lakers fan if you've you've lit up, as you've said, the word basketball. Mate, I am a Lakers, (laughs) not just
1: a fan, I am a fanatic. There you Um, go. So my family are originally from the States. I'm a dual citizen. And my dad's side of the family is actually, many of them live in Los Angeles. So I grew up during the eighties getting tons of Lakers paraphernalia (laughs) um, from what they refer to as the dream team. I don't know if you, have heard of that before no, but look, um i'm not Showtime too much
0: maker. over my basketball is that shaquille o'neal or is that earlier no be-
1: before shaq oh, and Kobe, okay right there was there was before. magic magic johnson kareem oh, of uh, course those guys james worthy
0: byron scott i mean i
1: could just keep going on, and on, <laughs> on. but we better we better stop and dive that's in right in
0: well i'm team. glad you're happy because my team lost on the weekend a big grand oh, no. final uh yeah. it wasn't it was not fun Okay,
1: Lockie, AFL or NRL grand final you're talking
0: about? AFL on a Saturday night. Yes. That's my team. They lost. And I couldn't even bring myself to watch the NRL grand final. I'd already had enough by that point. Yeah, I watched
1: them both. I am a sports fanatic. Like, I just love all sports. And um, yeah, I was shocked by the AFL grand final. I did not see that coming. No. The NRL one, as great as Penrith has been this year, I actually tipped Melbourne to win just because their franchise, they're phenomenal and they're, they're an incredible organization yeah. and I, yep, I yep. knew they'd bring it home. So anyway, that's
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, lastly, before we move on, is it raining where you are? Because it is storming out my way. mate. Um, I'm not even, I don't
1: even think I'm 10 minutes from where you are. Yeah,
0: so I am half, getting half an same, hour.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting the same, um, the same storm I think right now because Great. We uh, I think there's going to be two days of it, is what they said. So, And the entire East Coast of Australia is getting hit, so it'll be interesting.
0: That's right. Well, hopefully we don't lose power, we don't lose anything. We're still here recording this podcast. Uh, Once again, it's great to have you here. We're so thankful that you would jump on and talk us through part two, the last kind of part of Note to Self. Um, Perko, for anyone who missed your message on the weekend, can you give us the 60-second recap of what you talked about?
1: Yeah, so this series we're talking about some myths that we maybe grew up believing because of things that were told to us. And the one that I tackled was some myths around work and effort. Um And this idea that if at first you don't succeed, then try, try again, everyone listening to the podcast probably finished that statement. So we blew up that myth and we talked about the fact that grit will only take you so far, mm. but gentleness will take you further. So it, it is necessary to have grit, Lockie, in yeah. order to be, you know, successful at life. I think you need to have some grit, but it'll only take you so far, and gentleness will take you further.
0: That's awesome because I think note to self: it's an interesting concept. And when I do talk to people who are um, closer to the end of their life than they are the start, it's probably a nice way of saying old people. Yes. Um, old people. Yes. I old appreciate people. that, Lockie. That's good. <laughs> and you know, I never hear people saying, oh, "I wish I worked harder," "I wish I had more money," "I wish I." Spent more time in the office. It's it's always about the investment in relationships, or spending more time with my kids, or being more present with my family. And so, this isn't as maybe as direct um, this kind of part of note to self, but it's got those kind of feelings of of um, you know what would it look like to be more gentle and live a you know a kinder life or things like that. So I'm looking forward to really unpacking this message. Yeah. Um, So we'll get moving on with our four questions of the four Monday and. Perko, you talked about um, gentleness and effort. And we've kind of already mentioned that today, um, but you use the, the example of cotton and sandpaper. Yep. And, you know, obviously uh, being, being softer and, and sandpaper sometimes is great, but we actually need that softer thing in our life. Now, my question is, does gentleness trump effort? Is, is, is effort now thrown out the window and we just to be gentle? Um, what do you think there, Perko?
1: Well, I think you, you have to, first of all, understand that gentleness actually takes a lot of effort. (laughs) I don't know if you realize that. So gentleness can't trump effort because they go hand in hand. In order to be gentle, oftentimes it requires a lot of effort and determination and even some grit. Um, So, but I I guess the analogy of the sandpaper is quite helpful. In order to really finish a job well, you oftentimes might have to start with a little bit more coarse grit Mm. on your sandpaper to knock off those really rough edges. But then as you wanna finish the project, you've gotta get down to that really fine grit sandpaper. In fact, if you're maybe doing a project like refinishing the paint job on a car, for instance, you get into that that wet sandpaper, I don't know if you've ever used that, where it basically feels like you're rubbing glass, like there's no grit at all to get that really finished mm. shine. So I think gentleness is a part of the whole process. like. You've got to have gentleness. It doesn't trump effort, but it's certainly without it, you're not going to be successful. That's for
0: sure. That's great. It's almost redirecting the effort into the right ways. That's it. And I guess the the agent that we have to redirect our effort is the Holy Spirit. That's and it. We, we chatted about that on the weekend, but um, if I'm sitting here and I've got no idea who the Holy Spirit is or how to even begin a relationship with the Holy Spirit, now how could I possibly... Um, begin to invite the Holy spirit into some of those areas that might need a bit more work um, or, you know, those, those, those areas of my life where they don't actually reflect who Jesus is.
1: Yeah. So I'm sure Lockie, there's some people listening to the podcast today that are still maybe have questions about church, the Bible, Jesus, Christianity. Um, And I just want to reiterate I still have questions, Lockie, that I haven't gotten figured out yet. I haven't answered all the questions that I have about the Bible and Christianity. But I do know this one thing for certain, that when you begin to follow Jesus, Jesus gives you the gift of his Holy Spirit that lives inside of you. When you make the decision to be a follower of Jesus, then you get the gift of this Holy Spirit. So if for no other reason you decide to start following Jesus just to get the gift of the Holy Spirit. I think that's a fantastic (laughs) reason to follow Jesus because without that, there are so many things in life that are impossible to do on your own. Absolutely impossible. So I just find that the Holy Spirit is that kind of that secret superpower that we have as Jesus followers that enables us to do things that we can't do on our own. I like to refer to it as I did in the message, as the supernatural like naturally i'm not a gentle person naturally i'm very driven Lockie. like i'm super driven to get things done you talk about grit determination and effort i've got it all (laughs) i've got all those things naturally but what doesn't come naturally to me is gentleness and that's where a relationship with jesus gives me the power of the holy spirit that dwells inside of me that allows me to do the thing that i refer to as the supernatural the above natural in my life of being gentle. And so I think the best way to invite the Holy Spirit into areas of your life that don't reflect Jesus, first off, is to take a step to follow Jesus. That's the first thing you do. If you're already a follower of Jesus, then I would say your relationship with Jesus in prayer and inviting the Holy Spirit to give you that ability to do what doesn't come naturally, that to me I think is the key to inviting the Holy Spirit into those areas of your life that maybe don't reflect Jesus all that well,
0: yeah. And I think we're always going to have moments in our lives when we don't re- we don't fully reflect Jesus, um, but the Holy Spirit is there to you know to, to guide us in that process. And, and it's a process, but I think that that's so cool that we get an extra agent working on our side to actually help us. That's that's great that Jesus didn't just leave us on our own, isn't it?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's so good. Probably yeah. the greatest outside of the gift of salvation and, and having our sins forgiven, probably the, you know, the other greatest gift is the gift of the Holy spirit to dwell inside of us.
0: Yeah, definitely. That's all, That's so cool. And um, you know, we're talking about how my natural self probably doesn't have those, those fruits of the spirit, gentleness, peace, patience, kindness, all those kind of things. Um, and, and because of that, I'm naturally going to have uh, relationships in my life that are, are broken, uh, whether that's between family members, coworkers, friends, um, there's relationships in my life that are broken. And so if we're talking about inviting Jesus into our life uh, and into those relationships, how would I actually begin that process um, of restoring those relationships through the power of the Holy spirit? That's a
1: great question, Lockie. I, when I think of relationships, especially ones that are maybe broken or not quite as great as they could be. I oftentimes think of this analogy of a pie. Um,
0: And when I mean pie, I mean like apple pie. Great. I was thinking you're bringing maths into this. And I was like, no, I'm not not about that. But pie, apple pie, meat pie, come on. Everybody (laughs) loves pie.
1: So when I think of a pie and I think of relationships, I think of this idea that In any broken relationship there is a piece of the pie that I have to own in that relationship so for example in any sort of broken relationship there is some level or some percentage of the pie that I contributed to that caused there to be tension or a brokenness in that relationship now it might be just a tiny little sliver like of that pie It might only be 2%. Like your piece of the pie may be a very small sliver of the apple pie in the relationship. But the reality is in any broken relationship, there's there's a piece of the pie that I can own. And I think the first step to restoring a relationship is to identify and own your piece of the pie. So for me, it may only be a sliver, maybe it's 2%, maybe it's 10%. And the rest of the relationship was broken because of the 90% that the other person you know, participated in. But if I can identify and I can own my piece of the pie, then I think that's the first step. The second step, the ownership piece of identifying and owning my piece of the pie, I think the step that really is important there is not just identifying it and owning it, but going first in addressing it. And what I mean by that is, maybe shooting that person a text, mm. picking up the phone, not trying to address the 90% or even the 98% that they that they need to own, but just addressing the 2% or the 10%, that sliver of the pie that I need to own. I think that's the first step that you take in restoring a relationship. So taking a look at it like an apple pie, number one, everyone loves pie. So that's a great way to address it. Let's let's take a look at it as a pie. Identify my piece of the pie, own it, and then address it. Go first. Be the first one to make the call or to shoot the text message or
0: begin yeah. that process. I've got a side question. And, yeah. and that is like, where does gentleness come into this? Because that seems quite assertive um, kind of actions that you would take in a relationship. You know, I'm, I'm maybe just trying to separate the idea that gentleness doesn't have to be um non-assertive because i think that we we feel that gentleness is backing away but how does how does how, how can we do that with gentleness but still being on the front foot and taking action in a relationship
1: yeah so when i think of gentleness i i don't think of it as being something that doesn't make contact like i use the the cotton wool in the analogy and the message you know when you when you a lady takes makeup off her face the cotton wool doesn't back away from her face in order to do that. It, it has to make contact and there has to be some pressure applied as soft as it is. There still has to be some pressure applied. So I think the same is true in relationships. Go at it as if you are the cotton wool, not the sandpaper. You still have to make contact. You may even have to say, no, I, I really want to get together for a cup of coffee. This, this relationship is so important to me that although it's awkward I still would love to connect and have a conversation that's being gentle, but also applying some needed pressure at the same time. Does that make sense?
0: Definitely. Uh, Yeah. And just taking some time to reflect on my own relationships, you think that is a, just such a important thing. And I know that for people listening, you, you might've already thought of one or two names. Um, And I guess, you know, I would encourage you or would you encourage people to to take some action to to be gentle and, And help restore relationships.
1: Yep. I think by identifying the piece of the pie, Lockie, that you need to own, man, that's the first thing is to to not be focused on their piece of the pie, but to focus on yours. That will help you to be gentle because you're going to have to go into it recognizing that I've got something I need to own in in this relationship that needs to be addressed. Um, It's hard to be, it's hard to be, you know, really aggressive to somebody else when you know you've got it you've got something it's the old it's the old adage that somebody famous i think maybe maybe his name was jesus said <laughs> take care of the speck in your own eye before you take take the log out of your friend's eye
0: i think it was even the log out of your own eye sorry the log. yeah, yeah that's
1: right Well, you take the speck yeah thank you for correcting me no yeah. that's all right it's just I it's was, real isn't it Oh, well, I was thinking about the, uh, the pie analogy and I was thinking maybe my <laughs> mine is just a speck and theirs is a log. But no, Jesus said, take the log. Mm. You probably own this much of the pie and they only own the sliver. Yeah, take yeah, the yeah. log out of your own eye first, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, no, that's great. And I know we could take some steps towards restoration this week, yeah. um, but on a kind of holistic view of gentleness in our lives, what's just one simple step that we could take um, towards gentleness, gentleness in our in our daily walk um, this week. So, Lockie,
1: we talked about it a little bit in the message. Um, we talked about this idea of identifying maybe two to three people where gentleness hasn't been evident. Um, I think that that's a that's a great step, but an even better step than that, I think, is Lockie just spending time with Jesus. Um, if we want to be more like Jesus. I think we've got to spend more time with Jesus and I I'm convinced that the more that I'm with Jesus the more I become like Jesus so if if I want to be able to balance this idea of grace and truth or maybe gentleness and grit you could maybe refer to them as I think Jesus embodied that better than any other human being on the planet so if I spend more time being with him I'm going to become more like him, which means I think I'll be able to better embody this tension and this balance between grit and gentleness. So the one step, Lockie at the end of it all, man, just being with Jesus this week, spending a lot of time with him.
0: Yeah, that's great. I'm not sure if we talked about that idea of apprenticeship under Jesus. Yeah, we did. Yeah. I think that is just so relevant in this time is taking an apprenticeship under Jesus to become like Jesus In the same way that if you wanted to become like an electrician, you'd spend four years with one. Absolutely. If you you want to become like Jesus, you've got to spend some good quality time with him. Yeah. Yeah, that's the way. Lucky,
1: Lucky, I've got a a Ford Ranger Ute that I drive. You know why I drive that? Because I spent three years as a brickies laborer and I fell in love with (laughs) Utes when I was about 20 years old. And ever since then, I've always enjoyed driving utes, but it's because I hung out with a guy that drove a ute every day <laughs> and I fell in love with it. Imagine if we hung out with Jesus more every day. I think we might fall in love with not just Jesus, but I think we'd fall in love with living like him as well.
0: Mm. Well, um, that's a really profound way to wrap up um, Wrap up a great conversation. I hope that everyone listening is um, is really not just guilted in to being gentle this week, but actually caught a vision for what it looks like to live a gentle life. I I know that people like yourself, I go, yeah, I want to live like you. And I want to, you know, live in a way um, that is like Jesus, because I see it being such an attractive kind of personality trait for everyone. You know, I don't know. It's just, there's something really that draws you towards gentle people.
1: Yeah. Well, Jesus, we've said this before on the podcast, Lockie, you know, people that weren't like Jesus really liked Jesus. like They liked him. They actually wanted to be around him, even though they weren't anything like him. And I I think the same is true as followers of Jesus, that the more we become like Jesus, the more people are going to want to be around Jesus uh, because he's so attractive. His lifestyle is so attractive. Even if we don't agree with everything, um, I still think he's incredibly attractive. And I, I would agree, don't don't get guilted into being gentle this week. <laughs> Don't do it. By being with Jesus and experiencing how gentle he is to you, I think the overflow of that will be you being gentle to others.
0: Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for your thoughts, uh, for giving your time for both the message, but also beyond the message. Um, we really appreciate it here at Beyond and, and it's a blessing to have you on uh, as, as much as we can. So thank you very much. And uh, hopefully we'll see you around soon. Yeah. I you don't know if you're going to be, well, we, we lucky. sorry, I won't give away the secret. You're going to give it away.
1: Oh no, no. I didn't know that it was a secret. <laughs> I thought that they had made the announcement. This oh no, week.
0: sorry. It is a full announcement. It's, oh, it, it is. Good. Okay. Been.
1: I was getting nervous there that we were about to say <laughs> no, something no. we weren't supposed to, but mate, I heard you guys are going back in person gatherings starting November 8th. Is that right?
0: We are. I am Man, so excited. No. I've, I've missed church. I've missed seeing everyone. I've missed engaging with everyone and their life on a level that's just so ca- it's casual. There's something casual about checking in with someone for five minutes. Um, yeah. But as well as just church going back, I'm so excited. We're on a mission to reach out our neighborhood and spread the word of Jesus. So I- I'm so excited to be back.
1: Yeah. I'm stoked for you guys. And Lockie, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll be seeing you guys on a Sunday night, I think in the very near future. Uh, on the at beyond on sunday so super super excited for you guys
0: awesome well we'll see you then and hopefully get you back on the podcast as well so thank you so much and uh we'll, we'll catch you around sounds good thanks Lockie. Well, hey, thank you so much for tuning in to Beyond the Message. As we said, there's a super exciting announcement. We're going back to in-person church services with Beyond Church. We'll be launching a new service or a new service time of 10 a.m. and our standard time of 6 p.m. It's going to be great to see everyone back in person, but I want to let you know that the Beyond the Message podcast will continue alongside Beyond at Home in its current format. So you don't need to worry about losing the podcast. We will be continuing But apart from that, I hope to see you around soon and we will catch you next week on Beyond the Message. See you later.